Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Volume. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Happy Friday. Put a smile on your face like Aaron Rodgers with his new team. Have a good weekend. So a lot going on. Quarterback stuff. Jordan Love signs a new contract. Lamar Jackson has his press conference. Uh, Some thoughts on the draft uh, and the fifth-year options that did not get picked up, as well as the Eagles and the... Arizona Cardinals tampering scandal. Have some takes there. Uh, other than that, we will talk football. So fire in. We will do Middlecoff mailbag. I'll put one out this weekend. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. DMs wide open. We'll do a big Middlecoff mailbag this weekend. As well, yeah, that, that'll be it. I'll put it out on Sunday. And a lot of you guys probably listen to it after the fact. But uh, we, we, like, we like funneling the content. And uh, other than that, what else we got going on? We are live on AMP every single day of the week. So download the Amazon AMP. YouTube's up and running. Check out the Volumes YouTube channel. And OTAs and rookie mini camps. it's all going to start getting going. So this next month and a half before we take summer break, well, I don't, but the NFL does, uh, is fun times. You get to see players and uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to actually practice so yeah, let's let's buckle up and see what happens and go from there. Listen, it is a great time for sports. Uh, I, I'm a newly found puckhead, and there is just a lot of hockey going on. The NBA playoffs in full swing. Baseball off and running. Sun is out. People enjoying brewskis. You want to go to an event? You want to go to one of these games? Well, my friends at Game Time, the official ticketing app of this podcast, no big deal. We got sponsors because of you guys. Use that promo code. J-O-H-N, promo code John. You want to go to a game? You want to go to a concert? Want to see some tunes? Want to see some live music? You want to go to a comedy show? Why not laugh? You know, times are tough. Everyone's so angry. Put a smile on your face. Go to a comedy show and do it on me. Download the Game Time app, promo code J-O-H-N, promo code John, $20 off. Just I'm just throwing you guys a bone. Don't even need a thank you. Use it. Take a friend. Take your wife. Take your son. Do whatever you need to do. Do it on me. Promo code John. Download the Game Time app. Okay, th- there's a lot going on with quarterbacks. Uh, we had a Lamar Jackson press conference. We had an official Jordan Love contract. Uh, it's pretty unique. Something happened with him. And then Aaron Rodgers, the king of New York. So I, I wanted to dive into the three different quarterbacks. And I want to start with Jordan Love. Now, I I can't stand cheap people with money. 
Like, I understand if you're cheap and you don't have any money, you you have to conserve the money you have. You got to be very careful. I, I despise people that have a lot of money and still pinch pennies, tip poorly, that just get consumed by everything. And there's a difference of not blowing it and just like, come on, man, w- w- what are you doing? Like, money's not an issue. And that a lot of NFL teams now have more money than God. So when they sign these contracts, like when the Eagles sign Jalen Hurts, it looks like a lot of money on paper because, listen, it is a lot of money on paper. But as we just saw with Carson Wentz, if it doesn't go right, they'll pivot. It won't be that big a deal. And for 31 teams, well, you know, some of these teams don't have as much money as others. The Eagles are on the high end. But for a wide uh, range of probably 20-plus teams that are led by massive uh, successful businessmen, billionaires, valuations of teams, new stadiums, cash is flowing. So they don't need to think twice. So what makes the Packers a little unique? They do not have an owner. And I'm not saying they have to be conservative with their money, but they have to be careful. And they have been historically. And it's why when Aaron Rodgers started freaking out about Gudikins, I went, you know, Aaron, you've had it pretty good. Like the Packers are a very, very well-run organization. They have been my entire life, from a Hall of Famer Ron Wolf and Holmgren through Ted Thompson to what they have now with Gudikins and LaFleur. Now we'll see if those guys are as good as the, you know, the previous people running the organization. But I would say this, in their four or five years in charge, resurrecting Aaron's career, pivoting off of him, getting a good haul for him, having talented players on the roster, like I'm impressed. The way Gudikins handled the Rodgers situation, same with LaFleur, that's not easy. We see coaches and GMs over their head all the time. And clearly, now we'll see on the field moving forward, can they keep the winning ways going? I'm skeptical. But in terms of professional operators, they have been impressive. And last year we saw a situation that Daniel Jones didn't get his fifth-year option. And that was the right move. New coach, new GM, let's kind of get a trial period, even though the owner, Giants, ton of money, really liked him, right? But they wanted to just make him prove it. Now, we can argue how much he proved. Clearly was his best season as a pro. Should he have got $80 million? Obviously, that's up for debate. But regardless what we all think about the contract, they were in a tough spot. They couldn't let him walk. It's impossible to replace him. The owner wanted to keep him. Hell, they wanted to keep him. And they had to, quote unquote, pay a lot of money. And, you know, if you want to say overpay, I'm not going to argue with you. So the Packers just saw a situation that they don't want to be in, right? They can give a lot of money if you deserve it. Aaron Rodgers, $150 million. They were willing to give Devontae Adams a huge contract he wanted to be traded. Like, they will pay premiums for premium players, but they're not just going to blow money. And that was, I think, one reason Aaron Rodgers started bitching and moaning over the last several years is he wanted them to pay older players, right? And it's like, actually, I always sided with the management. Like, it was pretty good business, most of the guys that he was pissed off that had left. So when I first saw the story last week, or I guess it would have been, or maybe it was over the weekend that they were negotiating over the fifth-year option, my first response, and anyone that's listening to this podcast knows, I was like, what the hell are they doing? You don't negotiate a fifth-year option. And then I immediately realized, no, they're trying to negotiate an extension, which is smart business. And when you see the money they gave them, basically an $8 million signing bonus, and it'll be on the roster for like $13, $14 million next year, like they're kind of hedging their bet. Because if he sucks, if he sucks, which is possible, like if after this season of being in the league for several years, it just looks like this is not going to work out after 17 games, 
you cannot be on the hook for the fifth year option, $20 million contract. That that is especially when you still got some of this lingering Aaron Rodgers money on the cap. That that that'd be a disaster. But you also can't get into a situation where if he throws twenty three touchdowns and ten picks and you win nine games, you're like, you know, we're gonna we want to keep rolling with this. Do you want to be in a position where he's a free agent? And then worst case scenario, you have to franchise tag him, which is obviously more than the fifth year option, or give him a long term extension, which ideally you don't want to do until you see some more information. Now, Jordan Love and Daniel Jones are not perfect parallels, right? Daniel Jones has played a lot of football, even coming into this season. So his resume, you've seen the improvement just based on the one season. This guy's never really played, besides the you know the Chiefs game. Like this guy's just there's nothing. Listen, you can believe in a player, and we all has have as fans. I remember seeing it firsthand. Like you're very bullish. All these teams are on guys they draft on guys they really liked, and then they acquire, whether it's a free agent. But it changes once the guy plays. Hell, you can see him in practice. It happens all the time. Guys have success in practice. You, you, you get paid to perform in the games, right? So it was just a smart move. It, it was a smart move to mitigate their risk. If he sucks, they still will have to pay him some money, but they, they don't have to pay him as much as they would have to pick up the fifth-year option. So the Packers just continue to show well-run business. Now, the success of the franchise moving forward uh, is either twofold. This guy becomes a top 15 quarterback, and you stay competitive, and you stay in the playoff mix. Or this guy sucks so bad that you're drafting high enough to draft one of the top quarterbacks next year, and you can just smoothly pivot with um, by probably cutting Jordan Love and eating the money and whatever. We'll get you know Drake May. Uh, it, it's hard to see them be as bad to get Caleb Williams, but you never know. We've definitely seen crazier. (laughs) Lamar Jackson officially signed his contract. The details are out. We all know. I I always, the, the, the average per year to me is such an overrated number. That's not the way these guys are paid. Lamar Jackson just got, I think $75 million signing bonus. Like when Aaron judge averages $35 million a year, Steph Curry averages $45 million a year. They get paid that every single year. That's not the way these NFL contracts work. So Lamar Jackson just eventually signed, which we all said that he was going to have to if he wanted to stay on the Ravens. And as we saw, like I don't think other teams were beating down the door to give him a fully guaranteed deal. A sweet quarterback contract, and it's what he signed. But I think looking back last year, that both have egg on their face a little bit. Like they both wasted a year. You know, they should have found... It's on Lamar for not realizing, like, you're not getting that money that Deshaun Watson got. Nobody is. That's the dumbest contract in the history of the league. And more more likely than not, I feel, I don't think we're ever going to see the Deshaun Watson that we saw years ago. Too much baggage, too much time away from football. And maybe there's a chance, I mean, his best season, they won like four games. Tad bit overrated player. I'm not saying he's some scrub. But he he definitely wasn't a $230 million fully guaranteed contract guy, especially when he's got half a Texas massage therapist coming after him. But Lamar Jackson and the Ravens like should have found a way to figure this out last year. And I put it on management and I put it on the quarterback. Because if you would have told me this is a more prototypical quarterback, you know, it's hard. Like pocket quarterback, what does that even mean anymore? Mahomes scrambles around. Obviously, Josh Allen's a big-time athlete. You know, Burrow, probably the most pocket of those three, but but he could move. But Lamar Jackson is truly a hybrid quarterback. 
Like, I have a hard time seeing Lamar Jackson thriving at 35. You know, that's not usually the way it works, even with the successful running quarterbacks, right? Michael Vick, look at Russell Wilson. Now, Russell Wilson was a different runner in his prime than Lamar Jackson, but still, it looks like he's washed. So every year that you have in this guy's 20s that you don't, aren't all in, everyone's on the same page, is a complete waste. And last year's like, you just kind of threw it away. To think you're just going to have like an eight-year runway of him playing at a high level, like I probably, I would hesitate to say that. You know, the best couple years to me are like the next three or four. And one of them just happened. And listen, you'd be like, well, Johnny got hurt. Well, yeah, it felt like, and I know that he said in the press conference that his, his knee just healed a month ago. I got that one red flagged. And I don't blame him. Like, part of, like, I'm not laying on the line for you guys when you haven't paid me. And I don't blame the Ravens for being mad. Like, bro, we tried to pay you a contract that essentially you just signed a year later. Now, we can argue about the money all we want. Did he end up getting more money because he ended up getting guaranteed money last year? Regardless, he was going to be so rich no matter where he went. Like, the money was never going to be the issue. It was arguing over the semantics of the deal, which he was never going to win. And just wasting a year where, like, bro, you're in the prime of your career, your prime of your athleticism, which is the point of difference for you. You are not Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes as a thrower. That's just not the case. You're not on their level. But where they're not on your level is your remarkable running ability. Now, one thing that is going to be interesting, they are going to shift, I would imagine, to... Pass the ball more, you know, try to be more of a true, you know, I I don't want to say pro style offense. I don't even know what that means, but to get away from what they had been the last three or four years, which let's face it was basically a college offense that worked with Lamar Jackson. And listen, once upon a time, I was going to all these 49er games and the 49ers were kicking everyone's ass with the pistol zone read Kaepernick. And then the fourth year with Greg Roman. Now, ironically, Greg Roman helped get Lamar going to, but you know he got fired, and now they got I think Todd Munkin, right? But that fourth year with Greg Roman, they tried to run more three, four wide receiver sets and play a true passing game, and it was a disaster. So there's a ton of pressure on this on this player. There's a ton of pressure on this coaching staff, Uh, and sometimes like we're gonna find out can he just be a true quarterback like. Mahomes, right? Can, can he play like that? I don't know. But I, I think they are going to try to find that out and very quickly. And if they can't, I it wouldn't shock me if they just roll up right back to what he does, right? Which is run the ball remarkably well. Uh, I'm fascinated to watch this thing play out. I, I think, you know, they they were just in a weird spot. And I, I understand his reluctance in a financial situation, like I, I'm not laying it on the line, but I also understand their anger at him. Like, bro, we had offered you these great contracts. Now, obviously we're past it now. And now it's just about football and getting it done in the playoffs. Cause that's the big knock. Like, are, is this guy good enough? I have no doubt in my mind. If Lamar Jackson is healthy, if you tell me he's healthy, 17 games next year, it's like they're winning 11, 12 games. Like that's just, that's the, where he's at. He's better basically than the overwhelming majority of quarterbacks in his own conference, which is by far better than the other conference. But like, are you going to feel good about him in that first playoff game? Because it's been a little shaky so far. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, 
and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, I wanted to improve it. Because like most 16-year-old kids, you don't exactly get a luxury automobile. So you look at it, you go, well, I need to add some speakers. I need to tint out the windows. I need to make this thing the coolest car possible so I can cruise around town with all my buddies, waving at the babes, and enjoy myself. So my favorite part of car culture when I was young was definitely the subwoofers in the back of the car. And uh, we built the boxes from scratch, had multiple 12-inch subs, and you could hear me coming from a long, long way away. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And last but not least on the quarterback front, I'm telling you, man, there is nothing, and ladies, uh, even though we skew uh, closer to 100 to zero, but, you know, obviously some ladies fire in the DMs and are like, listen, you got some female listeners. I get it. There is nothing like change sometimes to just reinvigorate a human, to make you just feel good about a situation that you didn't feel good about, whether it's fair or not, right? Anyone listening to this that has been in a toxic relationship, that has worked at a job they don't like and entered a job they do like, start dating someone new that you like, I mean, it, it, it makes you happy. It truly does. And let's face it, there's a honeymoon phase with anything we do professionally and personally. And you're seeing it right now in full force with Aaron Rodgers. He looks happier than a pig and shit. I mean, he's at MSG every single night. Every single time that I open social media, it's a new, it's Woody Johnson posting or the Jets posting him just throwing BBs to Garrett Wilson. I watched his interview with Pat McAfee. He couldn't have, his smile was enormous. You could just tell how happy he was. And sometimes we we talk a lot about this with coaches. They're like, sometimes you just need a change. The voice just doesn't work. It's not because you're some idiot, right? Like the Bucks, right before I started recording this, Mike Budenholzer just got fired. And, you know, I'm not, I don't claim to be uh, Red Arbach here or Phil Jackson, but like clearly Mike's not the village idiot. Like pretty good coach. Won a bunch of games in Atlanta, won a championship with Milwaukee, and they just had a devastating first round loss. Some might argue it's one of the worst first round losses in like the history of professional sports. They were the betting favorite to win the NBA championship. And they didn't just lose in the first round. They lost in five games, meaning they won one fucking playoff game. So listen, I'm not going to try to bang the table that he got screwed. Though I did hear someone say that I, I guess his brother passed away in the last month. But listen, it's pro sports can be cutthroat. But maybe his message was just falling on deaf ears. 
right? So sometimes coaches just need to change places just because it's time. Doesn't mean look at Andy Reid, <laughs> left Philly. How's that working out? Seems like Andy kind of knows what he's doing, right? I mean, I, I'd say the Chiefs benefited, but the Eagles, it, it was time. It, it was time for a divorce. And maybe it was just simple. It was time for a divorce, right? Even though we all acknowledge like the chances Jordan Love is ever as half as good as Aaron Rodgers is slim to none. Now, I understand if you're the Packers and Gudikins on the floor, like I can't deal with this every year, having a guy retire. I was thinking about this the other day because I, I heard Jason Kelsey say something. Think about the way Rodgers and Favre, and there have been other players do this too. They're the most famous, at least in the NFL, just go about their retirement. Like I might retire, might not, but it's not like, hey, listen, just give me a minute. Let me take a deep breath. They're just constantly kind of toying with you. They're kind of playing puppet master with your emotions. Like, hey, guys, trying to run a team here. Where I was thinking Jason Kelsey, who has thought about retirement these last couple of years, has just done it pretty seamlessly. Like, hey, guys, I just need some time. Give me some time. I'm still going to come work out. I'll keep you in the loop the entire time. My cell phone never runs out of service. So if you got any questions, you can always hit me up. If, if, if I'm leaning one way, I will let you guys know. Just open lines of communication. And that's not really the way it goes. Now, I understand open lines of communication when you lose respect for someone or don't hold those guys to a high enough esteem, especially at a high-level industry like the NFL, where you're just like, yeah, I don't even care. Like, whatever. The problem with Rodgers doing that is like, well, you got teammates. <laughs> you know, the, the more the organization knows where you stand, the easier it is for them to build the organization. And clearly, he has, I mean, he immediately told the Jets, I'll be there this offseason. I will work out with the guys. And he's not only embraced it, every single night he's going to the game with different players. So... I understand where he's coming from, not in the sense of like why he acted the way he acted the last couple of years, but just how a new situation. Like I am so much happier, infinitely happier on a daily basis. And I still can be kind of negative sometimes being in Arizona than I was the last couple of years in the Bay Area. It's not even I, I can't I couldn't even quantify it if there was an ability to quantify it. It's not it's not quantifiable, you know, and maybe he just needed to get to a bright lights place. Right, even though the Packers, and I'm not trying to diminish, the Packers are one of the biggest brands in the league, and he knows that. But it was just time, you know. It, it, it was just time, and I, the, to me, the crazy part is two quarterbacks, at least in my adult life, that are better than him, both change teams too. Right, Peyton Manning, as Pat McAfee always says, I saw him get cut. <laughs> like I was on the team when they cut Peyton Manning. Think how fucking nuts that is. Peyton Manning went on to MVPs, kick ass for the Denver Broncos. Bill Belichick. I don't know if he ever said these words to Tom, but he clearly, his actions spoke for him. We don't want you back. Tom Brady, we don't want you back. It's the NFL. People change, right? And I, I, I'm i telling you, I am bullish on this Jets team. I really am. I, I think they're going to be, defensively, we know they're good. And I think Rodgers just gives them stability. He doesn't have to play at like two years ago MVP level play. If he just plays like, you know, a fringe Pro Bowl guy, it's hard to make the Pro Bowl in the AFC, right? Mahomes a lock. Josh Allen's probably a lock. Joe Burrow's a lock. But if you told me Rodgers didn't make the Pro Bowl this year, I would say I still think the Jets can win 12 or 13 games. Because to me, he can still throw 29 touchdowns, eight picks. You, you do that, and you win some of these games that, like, Zach Wilson, these guys were never beating Bill Belichick. And Bill Belichick doesn't have some dominant team anymore. But it wasn't even a fair fight. You give them Rodgers with a balanced team, a running game. I mean, look what happened to the Packers. Rodgers didn't play very well that first year with LaFleur. They won a bunch of games. Why? Because he ran the ball. Because he ran the ball. 
And, you know, who's there? Nathaniel Hackett, who they are clearly very comfortable with. And that's another thing. Sometimes, you know, I, I think it also is one of the great what ifs in sports history is the Denver Broncos hired. I, it's not even arguable. If you watch, and I and I did, the press conference Aaron did with uh, Joe Douglas, and, and I think it was, yeah, it was Robert Sala on the, when the trade became official in, in New York. Like Nathaniel Hackett was a huge, huge reason. If you tell me Nathaniel Hackett's not the offensive coordinator and it's, you know, uh, North Turner's kid or Kubiak's kid, he might not be a Jet. And I think the Denver Broncos, I, I don't even think it's debatable, hired Nathaniel Hackett because they thought they could trade for Aaron Rodgers. And then all of a sudden he took the $150 million and they ended up with Russell Wilson, who I'm not trying to talk shit to Denver Bronco fans. Maybe he bounces back with Sean Payton, but there's a chance he sucks. There's a chance it's just, it's over for him, which would be a disaster because, uh, yeah, and who knows? We'll see how Rodgers and Hackett work, but Jordan Love's now the Packers starting quarterback. Uh, Lamar Jackson is signed, and Aaron Rodgers, the happiest guy in America. I, I think I talked about this the other day, that and at the time, I think there were 11 fifth round, or excuse me, first rounders that had had their fifth year option. Well, that the date passed. And officially now, 12 guys, 12 players in the 2020 draft had their fifth-year option picked up. That is clearly, you know, there's 32 picks, so you do the math. That's well less than 50%. Uh, I'm a big believer when it comes to the draft because I, I saw it firsthand, like working for the Eagles and, and Howie, the way value matters. And what I mean value is like, if I don't have to take a guy in the second round, but I really want him on my team, I don't use a second round pick on him when I know that I'm going to have an opportunity to get him in the fourth round. The 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 the, uh, the profit is made. I, a wise man taught me this a long time ago. Maybe I read it, but sounds better that someone told this to me. Is that you make the profit in what you buy it for, not what you sell it for. So anyone that's selling their home right now for eight hundred grand, well, if you're making five hundred, the profit was made when you bought the thing for three hundred grand. So what you purchase a home for, a stock for, no different than a player, right? The reason Dak Prescott and Russell Wilson, even after you gave them an extension with the Cowboys in Seattle, when you factor in those first three years as a mid-round pick, it's just the most incredible deal you can ever get. And we always say, like, if you hit on a first-round pick, like Joe Burrow, it's an incredible deal. Well, imagine if you can get your starting quarterback in the third round. So what round you take, guys, really matters. But also, I say this all the time. We all see it all the time. No one knows. Not a fucking soul knows who is going to be good and who is going to be bad when the draft happens. Chase Young. Now, I understand he was injured. Went second overall. Did not have his fifth-year option picked up. So this notion that when people argue, and I, listen, I, I see it on the internet streets when it comes to the 49ers because they took a kicker in the third round. And listen, if Jake Moody, who the kid they drafted from Michigan, is doesn't make kicks, it is a disaster draft pick. But this notion that like, well, they should have taken like a tight end instead. The chances that guy's good, it's like 40% or 38% in the first round. What, what do you think it is late in the third round? 12%? So this notion that like anyone knows anything when the draft happens, it's why it's so stupid with draft grades. It's why every single team in the league, when they make the draft peak, they're hugging. I just watched, 
And it's awesome. And, and the Colts have been doing a great job on this for years. If you go to their YouTube channel, they have like a 30-minute thing on draft night. And it's obviously a lot. It, it goes through the entire draft, like second round, third round, and the later round picks. But a large percentage of it is on Anthony Richardson. And Chris Ballard said that night, like they had they had honed in on him a month before the draft. Like they had concluded that's who they were going to take. They love Anthony Richardson. Obviously, Shane Steichen, Jalen Hurts, so it's easy parallel there. Anthony Richardson's a good guy. They felt very good about his comf- uh, about his uh, character, his skill set, and just his physical gifts speak for themselves. And they couldn't be any more elated. I mean, all their scouts, all, all their obviously their owner, their owner calls him the potential to be a hero. Now, Ursay's you know can be a little wacky, but he's right. If Anthony Richardson hits, like he, he will be a legend in the NFL. He'll just be like, oh, this is the the Colts got the mobile version. That they, they're modern day Peyton Manning. But more than likely, history would show, probably won't work out. I'm, I'm rooting for him to work out because he seems like a good guy. Uh, I, I know he's a good guy because my scout buddies that, you know, I've done the write-up on him that, that feel very comfortable with him. And obviously a skill set, he would be a very, very fun player. But like, what if he doesn't? All that hugging, all that fun is for nothing. Like, it, we see it every single year. Nobody knows anything. Now, that doesn't mean that like you don't go into a draft with that mindset thinking you're going to miss on the player or it's not going to work out or you're going to draft someone that's not going to have their fifth-year option picked up. But that is ultimately what happens. And it happens a lot. So I'm a big believer there is no such thing in practice. In theory, it's true. But in practice, as a high floor. It doesn't exist. Because every guy that you have to draft, guy, this guy is a high floor, this guy is a high floor. Half those guys can't make the team. Some of them do, and some of them turn out to have high floors. And then some of them turn out to be like star players. So actually, actually, his floor wasn't just high. Ceiling was high. And it's just it's just a fascinating way the NFL works. Now, a lot of it, too, just because you don't have your fifth-year option picked up, these guys play in the league for a long time, right? So some of those guys that don't have their fifth-year option picked up aren't, quote-unquote, bus. They're not out of the league, right? Uh Two guys that when I, you know, Mike Mayock, John Lynch, Solomon Thomas, Cleland Furl. Neither of those guys had their fifth-year option picked up, and they're off the Raiders, and they're off the Niners, right? They're on to new teams. Well, both those guys are going to play in the league for like eight to ten years. Both of them. Cleveland Farrell, ironically, is now on the 49ers. He was just way overdrafted. And we knew it at the time, but he still would have gone in the first round. You know what Cleveland Farrell probably should have gone? In like the third. If, 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 if that guy out of Clemson was a third round pick. You go, you know what? It's a really good draft pick. That's a fan. You get you got a nine-year pro in the third round. <laughs> what a pick. But when you take a guy in the top 10 and you don't pick up a fifth-year option because financially it doesn't pencil, because part of it you're already paying him a lot of money because he's a high pick, that it looks like a disastrous pick, even though it's not totally because the guy is an NFL player. But it's just kind of the way, you know, this whole thing works. Two other things I saw uh, draft-wise. Jake Hayner, the quarterback from Fresno State, and Stetson Bennett, quarterback from Georgia, went back-to-back picks. And, I like, I understand why both those two teams, the Saints have been in quarterback hell, really. They, they started becoming like the Denver Broncos, post-Payton Manning. Just this revolving door, that you just don't feel good about the position room. 
at, at all. And think of what they did this year. They re-signed Jameis to be Derek Carr's backup, and they draft a guy in the fourth round who Jameis, you know, should be able to beat out. He knows the offense, but, I, you know, you never know. I, I Even though I think they gave Jameis some, some coin. But I think they're good with, like, we will have three quarterbacks. Hell, we'll keep Hayner on the roster. He'll just be, uh, you know, third quarterback, and he won't dress on game days. You know, assuming that, you know, that rule is not going to change where you have three guys. But like, when you start going through these quarterback situations where you get into a season, you get into positions where you're like, you know, if we just had uh, a solid quarterback room, we'd be in the playoffs. But instead, our quarterback situation is a disaster. The Rams last year had to claim Baker Mayfield because their quarterback position was so dire. It was so bad. And let's face it, like, Matt Stafford's health is a major, major question mark. Now, it'll be pretty interesting because I saw that McVay said that LaFleur, who I forget, it's LaFleur and forget the other coach, the quarterback coach, Turner. I, I don't know. They, they, all these guys are changed, the, go to the same five teams. They kind of rotate. Really, really like Stetson Bennett. And, and that was the guy that they had honed in on. Um, it'll be interesting to see is that a guy that ultimately becomes a, a starting quarterback one day? Because I listen, I, I I would not have drafted him from what I heard. Uh, he's a better player than I think we all thought after the end of this season. But one thing I, I learned from Colin is maturity, especially you know this is not a twenty year old. That 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 video of him and I, and I never try to get on my high horse act like I don't drink or you know I, I can't act like an idiot. But you get arrested, you're going to the wrong place, which probably could happen to me too. But the way that he interacted with the cops and, his, you know, it's just like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't know. We've seen this story before, and it usually doesn't end up well. Uh, last but not least, I don't think we talked about it that much during the draft about the situation with the Eagles. I think it happened right before the first round, the Eagles and the Cardinals, that they had agreed upon a trade, and basically the Eagles got the Cardinals, who clearly drafted the top of every round, their third-round pick. They swapped third-round picks, essentially. And it happened right before the draft. It was like, what is going on? And then it was reported by Schefter that it was because of the tampering situation. And I started thinking, they're really... It, it always bothers me, like in the NBA. Adam Silver fined the Dallas Mavericks, I think like $750,000 for tanking like the second to last game of the season, you know, the, the best they could do was the 10th seed. So that's the last play-in team. It's like, Adam, you're such a hypocrite, man. You're, you're half your league's tanking. What a, what a, if I was Mark Cuban, I, I, I would, zero chance I'd pay you a penny. You're going to find me for tanking? It was what Jerry Tarkanian used to said. Kentucky cheated so bad they busted Cleveland State. It's just, it's just so stupid. The, the entire NFL, just like basketball, everyone tampers. And, and, and tampering is, it's not like tax evasion, right? It's not like uh, committing felony crimes. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I talk to agents, whether it's about potential coaching candidates or players all the time, because all these agents and represent these coaches and players that are on my team. So we're not just always talking about the guys that are on my squad. That's part of my job, right? Just like you do in sales, just like anyone does. You, you're always kind of trying to get as close as you can to the line. So when I saw that there was a tampering situation, I went, you know, this seems a little crazy. I'm sure this happens all the time. And then I read Florio wrote today 
that one of the reasons the Eagles were so mad, because it made sense, that Vic Fangio became a consultant for Philly last year. And he helped them out. Hell, he was helping them out during the playoffs. He was helping them game plan against the 49ers going into the NFC Championship game. Well, why do you think Howie had him on the payroll? Because he knew that Jonathan Gannon was getting some head coaching sniffs. And if Jonathan Gannon was going to leave, who do you think they would have made the defensive coordinator? Not the guy they did. They would have named Vic Fangio the DC. So Vic Fangio, the Eagles thought Jonathan Gannon was not going to get the Arizona Cardinal job. Because a lot of people did. Because it was like, oh, who are the Arizona? What's Monty going to do? And clearly they were tampering with him during that Super Bowl kind of window between the championship game and things changed. They, you know, I think it's fair to say they did like another secret interview when you're not allowed to interview, even though all these people would be talking normally. I understand if you're the Eagles, like, listen, I don't care that you took Jonathan Gannon. Hell, I would rather have you take Jonathan Gannon so I could keep and elevate Vic Fangio. But Vic Fangio, they didn't know, had to take the Miami job. Well, part of it is if they would have known that Jonathan Gannon was going, Vic Fangio would have been their defensive coordinator. So it, it makes perfect sense. And who's mad? The owner. What do you think Jeffrey Lurie's trying to do? They got a Super Bowl team trying to win the Super Bowl. Why did the Philadelphia Eagles lose the Super Bowl last year? Because their defense. Because <laughs> their defense. Andy Reid ran pretty basic plays near the red zone or in, near the goal line and scored walk-in touchdowns. Walk-in touchdowns. Probably not happened against Vic Fangio, one of the best defensive coordinators of the last couple decades. Not a good head coach, a lot like Todd Bowles, but as a defensive coordinator, you can win big with the guy. And uh, it it makes more sense because tampering happens all over. And this was not one of those like a slap on the wrist, we don't want this to happen. This happened specifically because they screwed over a team. This is my issue with the Mavericks. Who did they screw over? They they didn't want to play in the play-in game. Your whole league's tanking, Adam. Finding them, it's just... What what are we doing? Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so so yeah, Vic Fangio is now with the Miami Dolphins, who they could be a little bit better on defense and their quarterback situation solved. Who knows? Maybe Miami. Uh, Vic, Vic Fangio's a stud. Okay, that'll do it for the pod. Hey, everyone, uh, have a good weekend. Thanks to my guy Hulse on the audio, James on the video. Uh, those guys take care of me, and they take care of me well. And to you guys. Because this wouldn't exist without you guys. Maybe it would. I'd probably just be talking at the wall, but that'd be sad. But it'd probably still happen. kind of still does. Uh, I want you guys to have a good weekend. Uh, have, have fun. So talk to everyone soon. See ya. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, 
you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the active cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.